This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Listen at mixcloud.com. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. $230 million in fully guaranteed money, 80 more than the richest guarantee ever given to any other NFL player. Yeah, it's a huge commitment by the Cleveland Browns. This is a historic contract. It's the most guaranteed money we've ever seen at the NFL. So as a former player, look, it's a step in the right direction for all those times you hear about players in the NFL or people talking about guaranteed contracts. Well, this is one way of going about doing it. But it's a huge commitment by the Cleveland Browns, who I think needed to make this sort of commitment in order to get get Deshaun Watson's services. It wasn't just about um, the draft capital and compensation. I think in order for Deshaun to feel comfortable with the Browns bringing him in, they had to give him this sort of deal. But let's not forget, it's fully guaranteed until he has to, happens to have maybe another issue off of the field, which would void those guarantees. So uh, it, it's kind of like a, a little bit of an olive branch or, or a trust between the Browns and Watson that whatever's happening off the field is not going to resurface again at any point in time. Let's remind you a lot of what we're hearing about Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland. You know, leadership issues, recklessness, doesn't take care of the football well enough, all these different kinds of things. I don't know if I'm the Indianapolis Colts, if that's the guy that I want to go after to be my quarterback for next year and maybe beyond. My God, what a difference a week makes, boys. There's been some news in Cleveland in relation to the Browns. And if you haven't heard, you're about to. Deshaun Watson, new starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in a trade made with the Houston Texans, which sends three, count them, three first-round draft picks, a fifth and a sixth which we trade for fifth or some crazy. We'll, we'll go through the details, okay? But, uh, wow. And some other moves. And I guess Baker Mayfield's going to get his wish and, and get a trade. My God. It don't get no better than this if you want news, and, right? And, and wilder. <laughs> well, wilder, yeah, because the uh, Browns have definitely made a splash at the beginning of the league year. But before Lots of we, guaranteed money. Yeah, but before we get started talking about the whole Deshaun Watson thing and the, and the moves that have been made by the Browns and the implications therein and all the other stuff, let's take a moment to honor a guy uh, who, uh, who who did a lot if you're a football fan. Um, 
and that is uh, ESPN's John Clayton, longtime NFL reporter and radio host, dies at 67. John Clayton, whose list of contacts in the NFL was matched only by his attention to detail and dedication to his craft, died Friday in Washington after a brief illness, his family said. He was 67. Clayton, nicknamed The Professor, was one of the country's foremost NFL insiders in a five-decade career that included over 20 years with ESPN. Clayton's pursuit of news and information was done with such fervor as ESPN's Chris Mortensen said, anyone paying attention walked away a little more educated. And I, I'll have to say that. He uh, notably, uh, you know, because John Clayton always appeared to have such a such a such a conservative haircut, but if you turned his ass around, you realized he had a ponytail. Okay, John right. Clayton, my dude. Um, sorry to see him go. Uh, will be remembered. Will certainly be missed. Okay. Uh, now on to the news. Uh, oh my God. Uh, so so here it, it kind of went down like this, and I know if you guys were tracking it, and I I certainly was. Um, you know. On Thursday, was it Thursday? The yeah. Browns were notified that they were no longer in the running for Deshaun Watson. Right. Right. Well, evidently, uh, smarter and brighter people than us got to work on saying, wait a goddamn minute, dude. Let us hook this up for you. And on Friday, in a reversal, uh Deshaun Watson says, "Hey, I'm a Cleveland Brown." And then wasn't it wasn't it really Houston, uh, the the uh, Houston Texans that said they weren't in it, and that was not really Deshaun's. Uh, no, I think it was the money that did it, dude. Listen, okay. just go back to that old Deion Sanders song. Must be the money because in an unprecedented move, the Browns gave Deshaun Watson a five year. $230 million fully guaranteed contract, which outdoes the biggest guarantee ever for an NFL player in the, by the way, the two week old contract that Aaron Rodgers just signed uh, by $80 million. Okay. And uh, that went a long way into making the decision easier for Deshaun because it was really looking like the Falcons had it wrapped up. And the Falcons were poised to attempt to build a super team around Deshaun. And uh, well, right. that that's not going to be so. And the Browns almost already have that super team already built for Deshaun. And uh, unheard of, unheard uh, of. Amari Cooper having been signed, they restructured the uh, his deal to add another fifteen million uh, to the salary cap, which is going to probably give them the ability to sign or re-sign, I should say, Jarvis Landry. And so you're looking at a potential receiving core of Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry, Anthony Schwartz, and DPJ. And so, might resign Jadavian Clowney. Well, they may. They may. Okay. That, that, that remains to be seen because some additional cap space is going to have to be cleared, which some will be cleared if you move uh, Baker Mayfield. Right. And uh, I just looks- I just want to say I'm disappointed in the Browns on one count. 
they Andrew Barry told me when I got over this uh, Achilles thing that I was going to be second string. I don't, and, and we're fucking glad he did too. Oh, that's the best <laughs> lie he ever told anybody. I just don't even okay. understand. <laughs> and we got other options at defensive. Uh, yes, we do. But Jadavion, some other guys. I really our, like the way Miles and Jadavion played off of each other. So it would be nice to keep that intact. At yeah, least, he is, at least for another season. He is probably the top prospect of, yeah. of all I, of all of them. But there's some guys who are pretty close to him in the free agency that we could get if he does not. Yeah, yeah would. But 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 the the question becomes: Would they be more expensive? And if you sign Jadavian, do you get him on a multi year deal, or do you or you do another one off? And it's just as an aside, okay. Uh, LeBron James now second in all-time scoring, just displaced Carl Malone on the all-time scoring list. Two down, one to go, so it, so it is, I, I do believe. Uh, given his health at this point and the, the state of his play, LeBron will probably end up number one in all-time scoring before it's done. Yeah, before probably. It's done. He's getting a lot Did of he- interesting flack this year, too. Um, oh, yeah. So um, let's let's go um, to the initial. Okay, so there here it was, and this was Dateline uh, March seventeenth, which was Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. Browns out of running for Texans quarterback amid Saints buzz. Okay, right. Yeah, we all we all heard that, and then uh, and then of course. And on, by the the back way, end of, on the back end of that, Baker Mayfield uh, further demonstrating his immaturity as if he doesn't understand that NFL teams always have to look to upgrade. Um, uh, then says, I want to trade. The situation is beyond repair. Okay. Well, and so I, I'll say this, though, to that. I was happy when they pulled out because I did not want to give up three um, first round draft picks, and I'll talk more about that as we go forward. Right. So then, <laughs> but, okay. So then on Friday, we all get this. I mean, Hugh, you called me breaking news, breaking news. Right. I, I was sitting there kind of like I was sitting on my couch in the living room, falling asleep, watching a TV show with Denise. And he calls me breaking news, breaking news. And I'm like, what? And he's like, Deshaun Watson in a reversal chooses the Browns. They gave up three first rounders and more, signing him to a five-year, $230 million guaranteed deal. And I'm like, what the fuck? And of course, initially, we're like, oh, no, this is bad. This is bad. But a little insight on the $230 million guaranteed. Why, Why, in fact, that was maybe a very smart move by the Browns, because it may... It may actually work to kind of answer the question about suspension and legal troubles for Deshaun. It certainly gives him the resources, if you will, to settle these cases. Now, there's 22 of them, and I don't know what the price tag is going to be on them, but it sounds like it's going to take a sizable chunk of that guaranteed money over time. And Deshaun will definitely be making payments. He's not going to just pay this shit right out. Okay. Um but 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 here goes the drill. The NFL will almost be compelled to suspend him if the cases are still pending. If he can adjudicate these things through settlement and they are non-existent, if you will, 
the it may it may lessen or even mitigate the suspension because again uh a settlement is not an admission of guilt and 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 listen the fact that the NFL is still investigating this okay that's their current uh official word on the status of the 22 cases um it doesn't sound like they're 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 having an easy time finding hard evidence about this on Deshaun. I I won't I won't get into the specifics because I don't know the specifics, but I do know that Deshaun is a Cleveland Brown now, and uh, I think we talked about this earlier. Just the possibility, I uh, maybe in the even in the last podcast um, that. You know, I I don't know if Deshaun Watson becomes a Cleveland Brown. I I, I can get behind that. I I do find it interesting that a number of Cleveland fans. Uh, <clears throat> let me try to find the article because I I can just I can just read this to you. Okay, here you go, guys. And this is uh, on NewYorkUp.com. From dog pound to Bills Mafia, Brown supporters leaving fan base following Deshaun Watson trade. And and the reason for that, and for that reason, I'm out. That's how it starts. Uh, much like the investors on Shark Tank hearing a bad pitch, some Cleveland Browns fans are ready to walk away from the team they have supported their entire lives after the club came to an agreement on a trade for quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, the backlash the Browns are facing is understandable. Watson, 26, is currently facing 22 sexual misconduct civil suits based on allegations for sexual misconduct and sexual assault. The Browns traded multiple picks, the 2022 first, 2023 first, and a third, and 2024 first, and a fourth round pick, and gave Watson a five-year, fully guaranteed $230 million contract. In light of the allegations, many members of the Dog Pound are apparently departing the fan base. Uh, many fans are looking for a new team to root for, and many are turning to the Buffalo Bills. Choosing the Bills Mafia makes plenty of sense. In addition to sharing Lake Erie, both fan bases are known as diehards in terms of their support, regardless of the product on the field. And supporting the Bills is not necessarily new to some members of the Browns fan base. When members of the Dog Pound had their team taken away from them for three years in the 90s, many became Bills fans until football returned to Cleveland. And then they go through a number of tweets posted by alleged Browns fans, um, <laughs> and you know, saying why they're not going to support the Browns anymore. Now, listen, I, I want to be sensitive in my remarks here, uh, but... It is understandable why some people would take this as an affront to their moral sensibilities. And I think, uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, Hugh, but I know you and I had the discussion offline sometime either before or right after the podcast where it's like, you know, you'd like a morally upstanding guy, but you need a high quality top level quarterback. And in this day and age, I am not certain whether you can have both. Because you, well, could you could argue that the best quarterbacks in the business, and I'm talking Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, at the very least could be defined as true dicks. Okay? 
Yeah. I'm not saying it's a prerequisite to be a good quarterback, but it seems to go along with the package. And and the problem with Baker Mayfield was this. He was all the dick he needed to be, but not quite the athlete. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think that Deshaun, well, I think the Browns did their due diligence and they obviously know and knew that there could be some fallout from all the legal stuff. And they, they figured out that, Hey, this is worth it, you know, and that they maybe even believe he might not have done it. I mean, who knows? Okay. Your your thoughts, Jeff, my thoughts are number one. I want to point out Baker. I'm not necessarily mad at how Baker reacted. I'm not saying it's right necessarily, but if Baker's an athlete within himself and he feels he's fully capable, I don't actually see a different way he could have reacted. He could have been a little less childish of the way he did, but the exact type of message he was trying to convey wasn't necessarily something he shouldn't have done. Well, you know? he, um, he could he could felt that way, but he should have let been. Me, let me just interject something here. The time for Baker to ask for a trade was not right after the Browns found out they weren't going to get Deshaun Watson on on St. Patrick's Day. Right. That was the time where he should have recommitted his loyalty to this team and said, you know, I understand the football is a business, but we're going to win. And, you know, in, in that environment, would the Browns have gone back and made the secondary pitch? Because you, you can best believe the five-year, $230 million guaranteed contract was not on the table when, when they were ruled out. You know what he could have done? He could have responded totally in kind and said, hey, okay, you're going to get to Sean Watson even before that, you know, before they got turned down and said, okay, I'm ready for the competition. Bring it on. Let's go. Well, here, here's the thing, though, but what, that's not what Baker did. When the rumors were that Cleveland was going to meet with Deshaun, Baker penned what was apparently a goodbye letter to Cleveland Browns fans. Right. right. Okay. Let me get back to what I was basically trying to say, though, because you're right. He made a basically a goodbye letter. To me, that was the wrong way to do it. Okay. What I don't feel like he should not have responded negative in some type of way negatively to them looking at Watson and then coming back and not getting him and coming back to Baker. But it should have been a very competitive slight. Okay. And like, look, I'm going to go out there and play and get my money, but um, I'm not, I'm not going to be sold on Cleveland after the season and we go to the playoffs. Okay. That's what it should have been. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Basically it should have been, I'm going out there. I'm going to get my money. I mean, but I'm fully capable, you know, and you guys shouldn't have been looking over there. Okay, and that's you know what's funny did. though. What's that? You know what's funny though. No other quarter, no other quarterback that knew they were going to be replaced and people were going to look for another quarterback said anything. To uh, Matt Ryan, Ryan, Matt Ryan hadn't been in. Uh, Matt Ryan hadn't been all over social media. And look how many years and how much loyalty the Falcons should have to him. Okay, and I okay. I get right. that. What I'm saying is, is this is not something uncommon. And players in basketball do it all the time. Okay, well, players. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Now, mind you, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP, so it is different. But Aaron Rodgers did it last season. Well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes is for Aaron Rodgers was just a little bit of a pussy about the whole thing. Okay, okay. but now oh, yeah. to further yeah. and get to the actual point of like actual Watson himself. When I heard the trade, 
Okay, initially before they dropped it the first time, the three first rounder thing, I mm-hmm. was not happy about that. <laughs> I was a person no. like I might not watch the Browns next year if they do that. Okay, and then well, they do it now, but. It certainly it certainly brings to mind other disastrous decisions. And listen, yes. listen, no, nothing guarantees that this shit is going to work out for the Browns. No, no if, that's- if Watson hits the field and he looks crappy, right, it's going to look like a really bad decision. But in the light of the Matthew Stafford trades and the 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 Rams going all in and in, in effect mortgaging their future for a Lombardi trophy. It looks like the current model on how to get it done. Right. Okay. And my point further is the Browns could end up coming out of this looking awesome. Okay. Well, they are. They are are currently the Vegas favorite to win the AFC North now. And they were not before this trade. Now, but the the flip side of this is, is this right here. Now, Browns fans are going to be tested because you want this, okay? You got people who are super excited. You got other people who are saying, look, this ain't the cake it looks like necessarily, okay? If Watson comes out, plays just good, right? Say he just plays good, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't know if good was worth what we did, right? And Baker goes somewhere, has a great season. Then what does it look like? Right. Then right. Let's, let's, right. let's let's speculate that for a second, because, you know, we've often said that, you know, Browns get rid of Baker Mayfield and he goes somewhere else and shines. I never thought that the Indianapolis Colts was going to be a place where he was going to be able to. And here's here's the other thing that stands in Baker's way of maybe even going to the Colts, because the Colts are in the process right now of considering what's a better trade option for us, Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield literally has the worst stat in the league on third and long, okay, in terms of attaining a first down. There's no quarterback active in the league with a worse percentage in that down and distance. And does what, what's a team really gonna what's a team really gonna give up for that? Not a good stat to be uh worst at. Exactly. No, it's not. But I also like to point out, you know, and most people harp on it as like a negative thing. And I'm not saying it's necessarily good, but Baker's record since he's been in the league, there are quarterbacks that people consider better than Baker who have been in just as long. They have worst overall win loss record. Well, but he, but 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 let's let's just give it and put it out on the table what it is. He's 39 and 40, which is a game below 500. Right. Correct. <clears throat> OK. Correct. It is not a win right. record. Then maybe he should have played that last. Maybe he should have played that last game of the season and handed that ball off forty-one times. Okay, <laughs> you know, a little, a little side note on at Baker. least then he'd be five hundred. Yeah, right. Yeah, hey, little little side note on Baker and the fans of Baker. There's a lot of Baker fans out there that you know loved their quarterback, and because of the twenty twenty season changing the culture and you know all the fire and the belief and everything and. They are literally not going to watch the Browns now because of what the Browns did. They hate okay. the organization and everything. And it's like, what? Well, look, look. I'm, so what wait, I'm saying wait, is the question then becomes, that. are you a Baker Mayfield fan or a Browns fan? But, okay. Exactly. You, you can have that exactly. opinion. But, but just like I was saying before, if you compound the fact that you think Baker was the guy and he, was, he didn't get a proper chance because not running the ball, all the various reasons there could possibly be, right? 
And then right. you not only have that, right? You get a guy, okay? If you and lots of people's mind gonna be overpaying him, okay? Right. You're spending yeah. a ridiculous amount of picks to get him, okay? And then you're like, and I'm supposed to watch this? You have to yeah, be somebody right. who becomes a believer. They're gonna have to go do it. Okay, but I, what I would what I would what I would do is instruct anybody to do as I did and go watch some Deshaun Watson highlights and remember that you know that amazing shit that you see Lamar Jackson do? Oh, no, yeah. seriously. You know all that amazing shit that you see Lamar Jackson do? Deshaun yeah. Watson was doing that shit before Lamar Jackson. Right. Yeah. But my only point to this is this, and I understand his is just a year opposed to some other people's things. Okay. But Adrian Peterson didn't even come back the year and a half he was gone the same way he left. No. I understand. I understand no. that. I I gotta believe that Deshaun has been doing great amounts of work to keep in shape. Probably not getting a lot of massages. <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> but, and he is but, much but, younger than uh, most of those other guys usually were. Right. Okay. So I, the Browns, the Browns officially oh. view him as being able to helm the franchise for the next 10 seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, no doubt. I, you know, uh, back on Baker, I view Baker. Uh, I hope that Baker self-reflects get people gets people around him and that he learns the lesson moving forward because this wasn't all the Browns being mean to him. You know what I mean? And they had decided months ago and they let him know. So yeah, you could get hurt feelings and I get it, but you got it, you know, maybe at 26 is just difficult to be mature, but hopefully he really looks back on this, takes the lessons and can become a better person and a better quarterback. Well, you know what I'm taking from this a little bit too. All this okay. maturity talk. Mm-hmm. Obviously, something that something was said in the locker room and that has been stirring that we don't know. Okay, is pinning some of this because I, what I'm saying is I'm not saying Baker's been the most mature guy in social media and everything no. else, but he hasn't been the most no. mature okay. guy. Either. I want to give There's you guys. Some more I want to give you guys a on. comment made by somebody who Jeff, I know you respect as an athlete, uh, and who was who was in his days as emotional and as reactionary as an athlete could be. And that is Steve Smith. Okay? Right. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Well, Steve Smith said this. He, Mayfield, wears his emotions on his sleeves. I do too. I was an emotional player, but the difference between Baker and I is one. I won a triple crown. I led the league in something besides crying. Okay, no, and I mean, that's right. I mean, I remember Steve Smith, the Panthers, okay? Yeah. They were the best team in the league that year, okay? They literally finished the season out going like like something ridiculous, like 10-0 and 0 or some shit, right? They were the team that year, okay? They get to the playoffs. Jake DeLone throws, what, five picks in that game or something yeah. like that? Yeah, and, and, then then the after Browns, that, and then the Browns sign him. Right, and then after okay. that year, they <laughs> lose Julius Peppers, they lose Jake Malone, <clears throat> they blew the team up, basically. Okay, and Steve Smith was on the sideline cussing the guy out. Okay, 
that's the kind of stuff you get and you can you can sit there and be like, oh, yes, that's Steve Smith looking. He's a loose cannon, blah, blah, blah. So I get his opinion, what he's saying. Yeah, but he would, also, on your he sleeve, would also but just he, throw a guy out of the field into the sideline to get him out right. of his way. He was also like the okay. best receiver in the league that year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's like it was like, you know, well. Hey, speaking yeah. of receivers and the Carolina Panthers, Rashard Hollywood Higgins, now a Carolina Panther. Oh, nice. Yeah, I actually did not uh, catch that one. LeBron James had a reaction to the Deshaun Watson signing. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten clapping, raised hands. Yes, sir. And hashtag LFG. And if you don't know what that means, let me help you. Let's fucking go. Okay. Wow. Nice. Now, Skip Bayless. Another one of our either favorites or least favorites uh, tweeted a comment which uh, in this article on fan sided was viewed as uh, this. And it says uh, Skip Bayless, Deshaun Watson, Brown's take is surprisingly accurate. And it's a uh, so here's Skip Bayless tweet. I wish I could do a good Skip Bayless uh, imitation. I cannot. So I'm not going to try. Here's the irony. The Browns wanted an adult at quarterback, so they acquired a new face of the franchise who faces 22 civil lawsuits from women accusing him of everything from sexual misconduct to sexual assault. I don't know if that's your definition of an adult, but Skip clearly does not believe it is. It's yeah, really and interesting to argue that point. It's really interesting to the timing of the case Keenum trade. Because I do believe they traded him before the day was up on March 18th, which meant they didn't pay him a million-dollar roster bonus. Right. Okay. Okay. They moved him to a team that wanted him as a backup. And by the way, he takes on the Bills roster, he takes the place of Mitchell Trubisky, who was backing up Josh Allen. And right. he's gone from backing up Baker Mayfield to backing up Josh Allen. And one could say that in terms of stature, he is hardly a backup for Josh Allen. But, hey, he's Case Keenum. Um, I have a uh, tweet from Eric Metcalf about Baker. This was really good. Mm-hmm. Every year, the Browns brought in running backs to replace me. But no one could. What I did, so I'm, no, no, excuse me, but no one could do what I did. So I made it hard for them to get rid of me. This is an NFL business. And if N, and if an organization is not trying to get better at each position, then they're not doing their job. Exactly. Okay. Everybody wants Baker to do his job. And, and again, to knock on Baker, injury notwithstanding, guys, because you could argue, because remember, he had the slump season in his second season. There was no injury involved. All right. Right. Um, and you could argue that, so why, why is he going to be mad at Andrew Barry doing his job at a top level? And that, that's right. the, the problem I have is that if you're in the league, okay, you know that the offseason happens, and you know in particular how thirsty teams are for quarterbacks, and especially if you are a team with a roster outfit the way the Browns are, which has been looked at by many people on paper as a team that would, should, and could 
play for a championship. All right. And the only thing that the objective analyst looks at and says is the weak link is the quarterback. Why, why would you hate on them? I mean, I understand it gets kind of personal when you're the guy they're trying to replace. Right. On the other hand, he's still going to make his money. Baker's going to make $18 million this year. The fuck who pays it to him? Right. It's guaranteed money. Listen, if the Browns cut him, they owe him $18 million. So you best believe they're going to trade him. All right. And, And the terms of his contract. Now, do we believe that Baker, wherever he goes, is going to be a starter, correct? I, why would you trade for Baker Mayfield and not start him? Right. Well, I'll, that's true. I'll tell you this on that. Did we watched this last season, right? And about four weeks in, people were trading for quarterbacks. Okay? Mm-hmm. Even if we don't trade him in the offseason and somehow the Browns are made to hold on to Baker, somebody will trade for him during the season. Someone will get injured and it'd be like, oh, well. The best he will be the best option on the market, literally. But just, the best just the when you thought that the Browns had given the farm away, Andrew Barry trades Case Keenum, gets another, adds a seventh round pick, right? Saves a million bucks in a roster bonus, and then this: Amari Cooper's Browns contract restructured after Deshaun Watson trade. The Cleveland Browns restructured Amari Cooper's contract in order to free up more than $15 million in salary caps in 2022, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. Pelissero reported that most of Cooper's $20 million base salary will now be a signing bonus, and two void years in his deal will help ease the financial burden on Cleveland even further. This comes after the Browns agreed to acquire Deshaun Watson from the Texans. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported the team subsequently handed Watson a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed. Oh, my God, I'm tired of hearing that shit. As with Cooper's new deal, the contract is structured to limit the impact on this year's cap. And by the way, in that five-year, $230 million guaranteed deal, Watson took a real shave on the first year to accommodate the idea that he's not going to be available for the full year. So I believe that in, in one sense, everybody's happy here. The money certainly, listen, I think, I think I heard somebody say, don't just look when Deshaun Watson has his presser. All right. If he says it wasn't about the money, just understand he's lying. Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. Because, <laughs> because because that's just not so. We know it was it the money because let's all let, listen. about the money. The, the the Atlanta Falcons, their players and everybody were tweeting that, oh my God, he's coming to Atlanta, he's coming to Atlanta, we're building a super team. This is it, it's happening. And it did not. And they I, li- I live in Georgia. Shot. I live in Georgia and I haven't talked to a Falcons fan yet, but I I'm going to enjoy that conversation, I think, when I do. Okay, <laughs> but talk about shock. Well, I mean, the Falcons I, can, I mean, get the next best thing. They can have Baker. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait. now, listen, that would that would be to me a detrimental move for the Falcons. I, I think if you're the Falcons, if you had to look at getting Baker or keeping Matt, you right? keep Matt. I keep Matt. Yeah. 
Now, the problem with Matt is he's, he is getting a little long in the tooth. Okay. Right. Matt Ryan's been in the league for some time, but I, I will say this. The only thing that separates him from a Super Bowl winning quarterback is playing hurry up offense in the second half of a with a twenty eight lead. Just, that Super Bowl to me is the biggest disaster ever. It's the reason why Kyle Shanahan should never be allowed to coach a fucking offense again. All as they far had as to I'm do concerned. was waste time <laughs> off the clock. That's it. That's it. There's literally most teams get criticized because oh man, play prevent and waste time they off the clock. But literally, huddle. They kept running no huddle, man. Even when the Patriots had gotten to within one score, they kept running no huddle. I know. And they literally, this is literally an example where some people play, you don't play not to win. You know what I mean? It's But right. the, literally, the Atlanta Falcons could have, they had such a cushion. All they had to do Wasn't was it waste time off to the three clock. at the half? Yes. Yeah. It, all they had to do was waste time. They were up 35 points at one point, weren't they? No, no. It was 28 to three. Oh, okay. But All they had to do come was on, waste time. Come they, on, literally, in a game in a game when you're winning twenty eight to three at the half. Listen, I'll be honest with you. There's only one other team I've seen blow leads like that with any kind of consistency, and they happen to be the team we're the talking Browns. about, the Cleveland Browns. Right. Browns. So, okay. And look, and you know what's funnier about it, right? Uh-huh. The Browns have blown leads like that, trying to run the time off. Trying the to run the time okay. off the clock. The, yeah. The Falcons literally lost the game. What Brady had? What a minute and something left for the last drive. Just think about that a second. All they had to do was waste like two minutes of time. Now I got. I want to look. I want us us collectively <clears throat> together. We're going to do this. We're going to take a look at the Browns roster right now. Okay. Gotcha. And, and most specifically, we're going to concentrate on the unrestricted free agents that are on the Browns roster and who who it may be necessary for us to t- try to resign. And then those folks that were like, yeah, let them go. OK, so uh, clearly the quarterback room now includes uh, starting quarterback <clears throat> Deshaun Watson. I would I would say that the assumed second stringer now is Jacoby Brissett. And whether or not you're going to th- keep three quarterbacks is 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 quite another deal. But uh that being said, while the restricted while the unrestricted free agent list has some notable names on it, I don't know so much that any of them are necessary <clears throat> to for the Browns to continue having a competitive and or, you know, on paper championship caliber roster. Let's look. Uh, starting out at tight end, Steve Carlson. Uh I think maybe both of you would agree with me if we lost Steve Carlson, that that no love lost, so to speak, because we're still good at tight end. Yeah, we're good. We're fine. Defensive we end, Jadavion Clowney. I don't think he's a must sign, but it's a I would sure like to. Um, I am saying he's not a must sign sign, but the guys out there that have similar statistics to him one is a little older mm-hmm. okay and one is a little younger they all have similar stats there's no reason not to get the guy who's already been right so um, how about this punter justin colquitt now my mind almost immediately traveled to um we need to sign him right 
Right, definitely. Do you know he's 39 years old? Who? What? Dustin Colquitt, 18 years in the league. No way. Yeah, so I don't think he's a must sign, and you probably got a new punter coming to Cleveland. Wow. Okay. Sheldon Day, defensive tackle. Uh, right, right. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Got, got him from Carolina, right? I can't remember where we got Sheldon Day from. He graduated from Notre Dame, I can tell you that. He's been in the league right. for seven years. He's 27. Okay. 6'1", 293. Um, as far as defensive tackles go, eh, I'm not going to call him undersized, but he's not a force in the middle, and he is oh. in the middle on the line. Okay. I will tell you the top defensive tackle prospect in free agency looks like he's 6'4", 318. Um, he had 15 starts last year, mm-hmm. 46 tackles, no sacks, eight pressures, four hurries, five knockdowns. And that is? That is, uh, if I'm pronouncing it co- correctly, Fularunso. All right. For, yeah, for that toss. dude. Yeah, that guy. Another name to learn how to pronounce. There we go. Fatukasi? Fatukasi. Fatukasi. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, we'll we'll just, we'll leave (laughs) it at that. There you go. Okay, that guy. No wonder you didn't say his name. No wonder we got that. uh, We got that. uh, I don't know if he's a linebacker. Here's a guy. uh, Here's a guy that I feel like is probably. And he's not a must sign, but it's a you damn well really would like him too because you can probably get him at a good rate because he's going to be on a roster that seems poised to really make noise. And that is Porter Gustin, defensive end. Good backup defensive end, 6'5, 257. He's 25 years old with four years in the league. Oh, yeah. Right. Here's a guy who, just based on the fact that he makes plays, I think you want to sign him, and that is Ronnie Harrison Jr., safety. Yeah. He's 24 with five years in the league. So he's young. How about this? Now, okay. Given, okay. Just cut down the penalties, Ronnie. Given the fact, well, yeah, but some of those were boneheaded penalties, and a lot of those were because situationally we were in a place where we shouldn't have been anyway, and a lot of that had to do with boneheaded fucking coaching calls on the offensive side of the ball that put the defense in the place they had to be. Let's be honest with you. Uh, You know, all the player moves notwithstanding, Kevin Stefanski still needs head out of ass this year. Okay. Right. H-O-A. Right. <laughs> um, Andy Janovich, fullback. Now, I believe the Browns may be poised to let him go because given. They did. Oh, they did? They cut him? They did already. Oh, well, yeah. He's still showing. Oh, yeah. He's still showing as a unrestricted free agent on their roster. Okay. Mm. I know they let him go. I, I read about that already. Okay, I have I have not seen I have not seen that news, and it is very possible I could have missed it. But but uh, uh, ironically, all the other guys that have signed with somebody else don't like Rashard Higgins no longer shows on the roster as an unrestricted free agent. So they have been updating this. So I don't know. We'll have to look into that one. Hey, by the way, uh-huh. by the way, correct myself. Full Lou Runso. Fatukasi. So I was pretty close Full on the last name. Full Runso Fatukasi. Right. Killed okay. It's Nigeria. Well 
We're not, yeah, we're I don't not know why Houston. We're, we're not going to sign him because his name is easy to say. So he better be a good athlete. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but by the way, no, no harder to say than P.O. Sagapulatelli. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm glad you got that right. I, I don't think I could say that. <laughs> oh, look, it took me years to get P.O. Sagapulatelli right. But, you know, once you get it, you got it. Um, right. Elijah Lee, linebacker, uh, 6'3", 230, 26 years old, six years in the league. Uh, you know, you can't have enough linebackers unless you bring in somebody else in. I know we swapped linebackers out with the Patriots, and uh, we got a guy that, again, in the 3-4 defense that the Patriots ran, was a fantastic edge rusher. I don't know how many opportunities he's going to get to do that with the Browns running a four three, but I do know that that speed will help him as a linebacker covering tight ends yeah. and such. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Who's the other guy that we got? Uh, I, I don't know. We're talking about unrestricted free agents here. I don't have those okay. lists out. All right. Okay. Um, defensive tackle Malik McDowell, six, six, two 25 with only two years in the league. Yeah, buddy. Gosh, I want to sign Malik. I I think the Browns want to sign Malik. I think there's been some issues with Malik, and I don't know that he's a. I don't know that if he. I don't know that he's on Andrew Barry's high priority list. But if he gets signed by someone else, I I believe he's a priority backfill. Okay, because you got to get somebody. Listen, one of the strengths of the Cleveland Browns last year was the depth of the defensive line, not just the starters, but the depth. Right. Another defensive lineman, this one a defensive end, Takarist McKinley. 26, six years experience. He's 6'2", 260. Okay, how about another kicker? <clears throat> Chase McLaughlin. Now, Chase McLaughlin, that's the field goal kicker, right? And, and he had some notable, notable misses of extra points and, you know, field goals we really needed. And I do believe the Browns are going to be doing a real soul search on their kicker. So it'll be interesting to see if they resign Chase McLaughlin. And uh, Montel Meander. Does anybody even Montrell Meander? He's a linebacker, 6'2", 215. He's 27 with two years in the league. Does anybody even remember this guy? Hello. Uh, No. No. Okay. Um, Nick Mullins, quarterback. Here we go. Third string. Honestly, I, I, I think Nick Mullins has become expendable on this team because I don't think he fits the... Listen... And the one thing I've always argued with quarterbacks that back up athletic quarterbacks is it it almost makes a requirement for your quarterback to have a level of athleticism himself, which is why I think Jacoby Brissett is a genius signing. And I think maybe what you find is the Browns in the late draft, maybe with that number seven pick they got from the Bills. Okay pick up a an athletic quarterback who can be brought along in the passing game. 
because I can't remember I can't remember the name you mentioned him earlier the the backup quarterback in in uh, Baltimore. But if you'll remember, at one point they even brought their practice squad guy up to play, and he right. he fit the same mold. I mean, they are they are definitely in on the model of the quarterback of their team. <clears throat> all right, and again, if you if you anybody who has not followed the career of Deshaun Watson to really know. But if you're looking for someone who plays a similar game to Deshaun Watson, I think you have to look at Lamar Jackson. Right. With, with, yeah. with by the way, with Deshaun Watson being a better overall passer than right. Lamar. Definitely a better passer than Lamar Jackson. But, I think that. But just Jackson as good of an athlete in the open field, the kind of running he can do is just amazing. Right. Which, by the way, I think is going to be great for the Browns because it will help our offensive line protect him. Now here's because a, here, of the threat. Here's a guy. Of if we sign that other guy, Jeff, maybe we don't sign this guy because how many tongue twisters do you want on the team? Ifiadi Odenigbo. Okay. Defensive oh, end. Six foot three, two fifty-eight, twenty-seven years old with five years experience. Um, again, I like having back up edges. Okay. I think I think as far as things go, you would really want him. Um, hey, how about a linebacker, Malcolm Smith? I will right. I will say this. What's out that? of all the stuff to me personally, uh-huh. um, Linebacker is one of the most important things for us to look at. I don't think it's one of the most important things for us to spend a lot on, but I'm not saying even Walker isn't the guy, okay, that we should keep and and have, but they do need to look at the position, make sure they get a guy who is going to gobble up tackles. Right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, guess who's on the top of the list that I'm reading for targeting? Interesting. Who's that? Christian Christian. Christian Kirksey. Who? What? Former oh, yeah. former Cleveland Brown, Christian Kirksey. And I would have no problem with a guy making a return visit. No. I really wouldn't. Um, I used to like Kirksey when he was well, here. Kirksey was good. Kirksey played on some yeah. awful teams. Right. I mean, let's just face it. But I don't think Kirksey was the problem with the teams he played on. But 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 it is what it is, and it 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 will all come to fruition, guys. Okay, let's finish out this list and and go with uh, Malcolm Smith. What well, we talked about, MJ Stewart, safety, another safety. Now, MJ Stewart, let's just be honest. At five eleven and two hundred, is uh, he packs a punch clearly because he's a more compact type guy. Um, but he's twenty six with five years in. Certainly made some plays, but I don't know that he's a priority signing for the Browns. But if you didn't sign him, I do believe he's a priority backfill. So if if MJ Stewart gets signed out by somebody else, um, you're going to see the Browns in a market for a safety. And by the way, a little aside here. Remember how we talked about getting back together next podcast and predicting what we're going to do in the draft? Well, right. as far as the first round goes, moot point, I know what yeah, we did with it, right? Yeah, killed. yeah that's killed. Now, for now. the next I three mean, years, I know what we did with it. 
Okay. I have I have to go mm. back and refigure everything with the yeah, draft. Exactly. Oh, it's like the it's draft. Like, what? We draft? do still have draft picks when <laughs> Hey, do we um excuse my ignorance here, but do we uh Johnson the third, he'll be coming back, right? Joe Johnson, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, listen, I'm reading to you all of the unrestricted free agents. Everybody else is signed and on the team. Okay. Okay. And we're down to All only right. two players left on the list, and none of them are Joe Johnson the third. Okay. Right. Uh, Ryan Switzer, wide receiver, 5'9, 183. I believe that boy's gone. Okay. I think, I think, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Now, here's another guy. I'm pretty sure he's gone. And that is Dexter Williams, running back, 5'11, 212. Okay, and I yeah, I don't even know that he was on the team. I didn't know he was on the team. I'm pretty sure he's a practice squad guy. Okay, right. But just saying, he is an unrestricted free agent now. um, With some notable exceptions, as I go down the list, I'm going to have to scratch that name. But here are your active Cleveland roster guys. Okay, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and sort them by position so we can just okay. Center. We only have one of those, and that's Nick Harris. So I believe you're going to see the Browns in the market. You will see an announcement about either drafting a center or signing a guy, okay, sometime before the season starts. All right. All right. Good. AJ Green, cornerback. Troy Hill, cornerback. Herb Miller, cornerback. Now I get, you know, Herb Miller is on the active roster, but could they move this guy in some kind of a trade package with somebody? Yes, sir. You can believe it. Or he could just get outright cut because I don't, yeah, for all the health problems we had at cornerback, I don't remember Herb Miller's jersey number or name ever being called. (laughs) Herb Herb Miller sounds like a lounge singer. I'm just saying. Yeah. Greg now, Newsom the second, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. There's your cornerbacks. All right. Now, now, question about cornerback. Uh-huh. I actually do think we have good talent at cornerback. But mm-hmm. given how much injury we had last season, should they be looking to change anything? You know, listen, whoever, right. whoever you bring in is a come off the bench guy at this point. All right. I don't believe I think in this bunch of guys between Greedy, Denzel, and Greg Newsom, you've got a right, a left, and a slot corner right there. All right? Okay. Now, what do you do to back up? And it's very interesting, and I don't know that the Browns would look at him, and I'm not even recommending that they do, but uh, Joe Hayden has, is, has, is, will not be on the Steelers. Now, the biggest knock on Joe Hayden in recent years is his inability to stay on the field because of injury. Now, right. would he, A, accept a backup role on a team? And if he did, would he be effective? And I think you could bring Joe Hayden in in situational balls, especially in zone type plays. Right. That's where he would probably shine for That's years, where he would shine because zone. he's a very athletic <laughs> cornerback if not required to play the full 60, you know? Yeah. You know? How old is Joe now? Old enough? Yeah, I don't know exactly, but he's old enough. Here's a guy I think we're keeping. I think you're going to see him remain on on the active roster. Defensive end, Miles Garrett. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I think we're going to keep him. He's good. You know, believe it or not, he's already got six years in the league, boys. Wow, no doubt. Yeah. 
Here's a guy that I also think has a good chance of being kept um, because I did. I do think he he subbed in and played decently. Curtis Weaver, okay. defensive end, 6'2", 265, two years in the league. He's only 23. Now, Chase Winovich, that's the linebacker. Yeah. I, okay. Now, it's interesting because the Browns are listing him as a defensive end. They are not going to play him at linebacker. No way. Yeah. 6'3", 250, 26, four years in the league. Chase Winovich listed as a defensive end by the Browns on their active roster. I think he was a good get. I really do. Okay, here's a guy that I don't know that we've seen – his number called, but I think I might like to, based on size and stature, see more of him. Taven Bryan, defensive uh, tackle, 6'4", 291. He's 26 years old with five years in the league out of Florida. Wow. I don't know if I heard Here's that. another a defensive tackle, which i glad he's on the active roster and not a free agent, and that is Jordan Elliott. Six foot four, three oh three. Yeah. Okay. He's only twenty four with three years in the league, and I think he really threatens a guy like Taven Bryan being there at the end of all things. Because keep in mind, some of these active roster guys are going to get cut once you bring in the rookies and other signees into training camp. Right. Okay. No doubt. Uh, Malik Jackson, defensive tackle, six five, two eighty five, tall but kind of light. Okay. Um, but we'll see. We'll see because you had <clears throat> you had the two Maliks, um, and Jackson played well. Well, you know, if that's all muscle, though, I mean, right. that could be. Nah, but know. weight matters in the middle on this line right now. Yeah, you want see that's the one thing see, the Browns really <clears throat> didn't have was an inside push like they should. Right, have. and that's why I was big on us drafting Jordan Davis because it would have been huge. And that, that's out the fucking window. Jeffrey. That's out the you window know, now. Okay. We are not getting Jordan Davis. Uh, Tommy Togiai, defensive tackle, six two two ninety six. I think he's a keeper, and again on the active roster, not a free agent. So uh, unless he doesn't make the team somehow in training camp. Here's one, right. another guy. It's on the active roster. I don't know if I don't know if we're going to carry a fullback this year, guys. Because because again, I don't think so. <clears throat> well, we may because we got Johnny Stanton the fourth. Okay, he's six two two forty. He's twenty seven mm. with two years in the league. Yeah. All right. He's on the active roster. Oh. Now, by the way, I'd like to point out as we bring up draft picks a little bit, mm-hmm. stuff could still change because we're talking about. The trades for Baker were not mentioning during the draft. Baker could be traded. Oh, he could so. be traded during the draft, but I don't think he garners you a first round pick. No, no. Like, now, what I'll say to that is this. I don't think so. But crazier things have happened, especially the fact that it's a weak quarterback. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. OK, I'm going to say this and in hindsight's 2020. But. If you think giving up three first rounders for Deshaun Watson is idiotic. What the hell do you think they're going to talk about a team that gives up a first round pick for Baker Mayfield? I don't know. I I totally get you. But in the but what I'm what I am being realistic about, if you actually go tangibly and go down the paper, Uh okay, of quarterbacks coming into the league this year, okay, 
and you draft one with a first round pick. Okay. OK, there's only like two that probably should even. OK. And the fact that any of them have been talked about being grabbed high. OK, correct me is, if I'm wrong. Kenny Pickett is one of them. Right. Yes. Pickett yeah. is one. of them. OK. OK. And but even in most people have even said if this was a dra- draft with more quarterbacks, he would he might drop to a second round. Right, okay. right. Under normal conditions, Kenny Pickett probably wouldn't be a first round pick. Right. But right. in this your quarterback help. class, he's like damn near top of it all. Right. So if you really weighing things, I'm just saying if you're a team and you're and you're actually fully considering things and you're sitting there and you're like, well, we'll take Pickett. Right. Mm-hmm. You really have to believe in him to say that you can't trade a first round pick for Baker when you the one thing going for Baker, okay, is this. You do know what you're getting, and you do anybody discounting the fact that there is no room or potential for him to actually blossom into what okay people thought he was going to be is lying. Okay. I think he did team, already think take the team to a playoffs, okay? And he right, did play right, right. hurt a whole it, year. I, Okay, I think the concern with Baker is that is he going to come back from this injury fully what he was? Okay, I, but what I'm saying is that you have just as much okay. question in a new I guy coming big, out of I college. I think the big question on Baker, and I love this because it, it feeds right into it. Um, will he come back to be fully what he was? And I'm just going to ask you, what was he? I'm, he was what, a 2020. Oh no! Well, I will tell you, he is a he was a slightly above average quarterback. Now you got Pickett coming into the league of slightly above average quarterback is 15 and above, and he was that. Okay, okay. he okay. actually. Well, let me finish. He actually was that this season. Well, okay? yeah, he was. He was in the top 15 <laughs> of quarterbacks. Yes. yes, he was. So, so now you got a guy named Pickett coming in, right? Do you expect? See, people. Sometimes things aren't taken in full consideration. Pickett right. comes into the league, you draft him in the first. It's ironic. Of his it's season, ironic because if it weren't him, if it weren't for John Dorsey, well, let's just just be honest about this. If it we would have had Josh Allen, if it weren't for John Dorsey, yeah, Josh Allen would have been our quarterback, and we wouldn't have had to trade for Deshaun Watson. Exactly okay? right, because you can't tell me that Andrew Barry would have took Baker Mayfield over. Josh Allen. I don't believe it. He wouldn't have done it because the Browns had already been through the taking the non-prototype quarterback over the prototype. And that was to pick Johnny Manziel over Derek Carr. All right. Right. That that shit happened. And, and, and listen, the biggest problem that Baker Mayfield ever had was not his own doing. And that was he was picked number one overall in the fucking NFL draft. And you, by <clears> default, <throat> expect that guy to not only be impact, but deep impact. Right. Well, well what I'm saying, though, is this. You're getting the same thing if you draft Pickett in, in the top five, in the top um, eight or five. OK, I mean, no, it's not the same as number one, but got well, darn, Yeah, but, but I, think, what, I think the most you could expect out of a picket. I guess he would probably be better from a standpoint of interceptions, but look at Jameis Winston pick number two overall, and he could never live up to the expectation because quite frankly, while he had the athleticism, 
he didn't have the coaching early in his career to actually improve his passing game. Okay, but my question to you is this. If you're sitting there and you're GMing, GMing this year and you want to draft a quarterback and Baker is on the table to trade a pick for, right? Okay, I'm not saying he garners a top 10 pick, right? No. Okay, but if you're sitting there and you're like at 20 or something, right, and you need a quarterback, right, and you're talking about drafting one with that pick, I just don't see how that's not mm-hmm. worth trading for Baker for. That's what I, I'm saying. I would, I would just say this. I would just say this. Um, and I don't think I see the scenario where Baker garners a first-round pick because none of the teams that I would only give a low-round first first-round a low first-round. I get pick a mid. I give a. I possibly give a mid if I, that's if they uh, had that need and again, had to get. But I, I believe, and I, Josina Anderson came out this week, and this is obviously in the in the wake of the Deshaun Watson trade information. And basically, she said, based on you know past. Um, statistics about how all this goes and, and and specifically in comparison with Baker's statistics and where he's at in the field that at the very best, he's going to garner a second round draft pick in a trade. Uh, I, I I do feel that's the most realistic part. I, I'm just saying I would not be surprised if he gets a mid or a late first okay, round. Let's finish this active roster surprised. up because we've already gone an hour and four minutes and I don't want to go way too much over an hour. <clears throat> Okay. Gotcha. Um, Joel Batonio, guard. I think he's a keeper. I think he stays he's on the list. Michael Dunn, guard. Stays. Michael Dunn, guard. I believe he stays. Drew Forbes, do you remember him playing? No. Okay, me neither. Um, how about this? Iyati, Iyalti Froholt, guard. He's 6'5", 310". Four I think years I remember hearing his name. Yati Froholt. Uh anyway, he's uh he played in Arkansas, so your your bud at work who's a, a Razorbacks fan ought to be able to tell you all about him. Yeah. Yati okay. Froholt. Froholt. I, I believe that's Norwegian. Um and Blake Hans, yes, he's a keeper, baby. And I think he stays on this roster. I think he makes the team. David Moore. Guard 6'2", 320. I like his size. I don't know much about him beyond that. He sounds like he was a practice squad guy. He's got one year in the league. He played in Grambling State. Um, at least he okay. had the at least he had the fortunate experience of not having had to play under Hugh Jackson, who is now the head coach of Grambling State. Okay. Wyatt wow. Teller. Wyatt Teller. Right. I think he's a keeper. He makes the team. Uh, here's another kicker. Anybody heard of him? Chris Blewett? No. He's only one year in the league. This has got to be a practice squad guy. Okay. Right. So no maybe maybe he gets a chance to, you know, make the starting lineup. Tony Fields, the second linebacker. Okay. Uh, six foot, 222. He's 22 years old with two years. He sounds like a practice squad guy to me. And they do not differentiate on the active roster in the offseason. Um, Right. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just I, I tapped, I tapped a little too hard there, on uh, on the thing and went out of the page. So I got to get back to my linebackers. Okay. So I just said uh, uh, Willie Harvey Jr. That sounds like a practice squad guy too, doesn't it? I don't remember him being called. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. know that name. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. I think I know that name. I, I think he's going to make it. I think he's going to make the team. He's gonna make, if he can just stay healthy, just stay healthy, dude. 
Jacob Phillips. Now, here's a guy, if you, okay, the next guy, Jacob Phillips, I, I don't know. We'll see. He's three years in, out of LSU. He's 22, 6'3", 228. But here's right. a guy at 6'1", 238. He's 26 with four years in the league who, <clears throat> I think he's a bubble guy depending on what moves they make on the roster, but I'd love to see him stay because he tends to make timely plays on the field. And that is Sione Takitaki. Ah. Long snapper, Charlie Hewlett. We didn't have a whole lot of long snaps go bad, did we? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, here's a guy who is, uh, did, jo- did Joseph Charlton do any punting for us, or is he a practice squad guy? I think he's a practice squad guy. Sounds like it to me, but he is on the active roster. Uh, Case Keenum, and Case Keenum, we know he's not on the active roster anymore. Uh, Baker Mayfield, still on the active roster, guys. And There you go. So, you know, keep your eyes out for trade announcement on that. Nick Chubb, I think he's going to make the team. Uh, you think? I think. I mean, uh, knock on him, I heard, is uh, he doesn't carry the ball more than uh, 16 times a game. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> We're trying to give it to him, and he won't do it. He won't <laughs> do it. <laughs> Demetric Felton, is he a keeper, guys? Um, obviously I don't in the return so. game, yes. As a slot receiver, possibly yeah, we yes. got a returner. We got a returner from uh, Chicago. Okay. Well, we'll see because oftentimes your kickoff returner and your punt returner are two different guys anyway. All right. 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 Trey Harbis and Demetric Felton has certainly proved his value on the field, on the offensive field of play as a slot receiver. All right. Yes, Trey Harbison running back five eleven, two eighteen, twenty three with two years in. That sounds like a practice squad guy. Um, Kareem hunt. I think even more so now Kareem hunt might be a traded guy, especially a he draft could, day trade he could be a traded piece, but they might decide to keep him. I mean, I don't know, but it's because of this next guy. And 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 here here's the thing I like about Kareem as opposed to Dearnest. Kareem is 5'11, 216. Dearnest is 5'10, 208. They're both 26 years old. All right. I don't know. I I, I just I, I think I think the jury's out on what the Browns are actually gonna do, but Keep in mind that Andrew Berry needs to make some deals, whether they be draft day deals or right before the draft, so that they can get some more picks back. I don't see a deal he can cut to get back in the first round. The, well, there is one I, I'm Unless I'm they pile of. a bunch of picks together to get somebody t- to trade out of, say, the bottom half of the first round. Right. There is one type of style trade I can see them getting the first off of. Uh-huh. Um... Baker and Hunt. But it will require a special situation where that team needs both. Well, it wouldn't be to the Colts because they got JT. Right. That would be a special situation where that team needs both. Yeah. Um, and I could see us getting a first round for that. Because you get a you'd get a it'd be the Saints either because they got Camara. Right. So because you basically get a starting quarterback and a starting running back. I right. mean, you can't. I mean, that's how I could see the Browns Has getting a first anybody pick. Anybody heard of running back John Kelly Jr.? No. 
Yeah, so, yeah, Kelly did well uh, in preseason that, uh, last year, if I'm not but mistaken. He's a practice squad guy. Am I correct? Right, right. Yeah, he's right. not an active he's roster a, running back. He yes, is. He Yes, okay. Now year. on to the safeties. There are only, not counting, not counting the uh, the free agent safeties. Right. Okay. There are four safeties on the active roster. There's John Johnson the third. Okay. Right. Grant Delpit. Right. Richard LeCount the third. Okay. And Nate Medors. I don't even know that name. That's got to be. He's a one-year guy. 25 with one year in the league. That's a practice squad guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, How? let's talk tackles. You got Jack. Hey, man, did, did, what? did we skip over center? I did not hear. I, it was we the first thing. Truck. It was the first thing. We got one guy. His name is Nick Harris. Okay. Okay. It was the first thing we talked about. Did you skip over listening? Did you skip over? I, listening? Did, no, did, did I didn't. I don't know why I didn't hear okay. the center part, but okay. you know, we might grab one in the draft. Well, we might if we got any draft picks. Okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm not sure, but we already had a space in there where we like it's either the fourth or fifth round or the fourth and fifth round. We didn't have picks. And whatever we do have, we tra- traded away. I think we got like a second, a third, a sixth, and a seventh now. That's it. Um, yeah. Jack Conklin, Chris yes. Hubbard, yes. James Hudson the third. These yeah. are all guys on the active roster at tackle that I think they stay. Elijah Nikansa must be a practice squad guy. Uh, Alex Taylor, you know, also sounds like a practice squad guy, but Jedrick Wills Jr. Okay, so four out of six are definite guys that you, I, I believe you're going to see their name on the roster and what we do beyond that. <clears throat> now the tight ends, Harrison Bryant, Miller Forrestall. There's a practice squad guy. Uh, Nick Gugermos. Nick Gugermos. Anybody mm-hmm. remember him? I think he caught a ball or two. <laughs> I think he caught a ball or two. Because remember, we had that one brief period of time where, like, all the fucking tight ends were injured. David Njoku. There you go. Okay, here's the wideouts, guys. Amari Cooper. Jamarcus Bradley. Jakeem Grant. Jamarcus Bradley and Jakeem Grant. Uh, Now, Jakeem Grant... This is a guy, 29 years old, seven years in the league. He doesn't even have a jersey number assigned to him. So is that somebody we just picked up? Is that the guy that's the returner, Hugh? Uh, from Chicago? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's a... He's a no, Jakeem Grant. Is that the guy? Is that his yeah. name? He okay. just signed him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. So Jakeem Grant. Okay, so... So in, at wide receiver, Jamarcus Bradley, Amari Cooper, Jakeem Grant, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Anthony Schwartz. Right. Yes, Jakeem Grant is the return specialist. Yes. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Uh, and that's the, yeah. right now, that is the active roster of the Cleveland Browns. We went through the the, the free agents. Right. Um, again, yeah. now we're going to go for final yeah. thoughts. Hugh, you go first. You, you, the, the the announcement's out of the way. You know Deshaun Watson's going to be here. Um, 
They've yeah. made even some subsequent moves. How do you feel about this? Forget predicting what it's going to come to. As a Browns fan, how do you feel? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of conflicted. I like the idea of having him for what he is without all the other you know, baggage. Um, I was initially a little bit suspect, of course, because of the 22 civil cases, um, you know, not being charged doesn't mean you didn't do it, but it doesn't mean you did. And he's innocent until proven guilty. But do we believe that 22 women got together and conspired to take his money? Eh, I don't think you have to have conspiracy to be an opportunist. That's true. Uh, no. 22, uh, but 22 women all together? I, they're uh, not all together. It's not a class action suit. Those are separate suits. I don't think well, you have to conspire to be an opportunist. And I'm not saying that they are. I don't know the facts. Okay. No, and I, don't pretend, I don't pretend to know the facts, but I don't think that speculation either way. Okay, this this trial in the court right. of public opinion is always a problem. Right. I will just say this. Nobody went on and <laughs> talked about not being a Steelers fan when it was pretty fucking obvious that Ben Roethlisberger was what he was. Well, I'll put it and this way. He was charged. I'll put it No, this he way was now. not. No, Brent Ben Roethlisberger was not charged. Oh, I thought he was charged. No, Look, he I'll was put not. it this way. If I go out in front of um, a storefront and I put up a hot dog stand and go free hot dogs for everybody here. And people start showing up that weren't there. Yeah. Want free hot dogs. Right. There you go. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. So, okay. So the first masseuse files the suit, right? And then the other, and, and, and again, I'm just saying, I don't know how much money masseuses make, but I don't think it's on the level of the kind of money they're suing for. Okay. Right. And when you say, wait, I gave him a massage. <clears throat> Shit, I want some of that money. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, right. listen, as badly as I feel for any of those women, if it actually happened to them, I want to say this. I believe Bill Cosby did what he was accused of, at least to a couple women, but I don't believe all, what was it, 32 of them were actually harmed by him. I, I think. Nah. <clears throat> I think I think there's a there's a level of pile on in all of this. Right. People and, uh, see my, opportunity. The other thing that I like to point out, because I was saying this to somebody, if you think out of 22 women, right, none of them already said, oh, I'm going to do this. If this was actually what they were set out to do, you know what I mean? To him, right. right. didn't already get right. paid off or right. whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden this happened and now they're not back again. You know what uh, I mean? You getting what I'm saying? It yeah. just it does not make sense that that many of them, okay? And then it took this long, and there's that many of you. Yeah, right. I don't. Think All so. right, now you, Jeff. What's your feelings? Uh, and we're talking feelings now. I'm not talking. We don't have to be. And please try Predicting to make stuff. this not factual at all. This is just about how you feel about it. Okay, I will. My honest opinion is, I am still not sold on the trade. For okay. me to be sold on this trade next season, Deshaun Watson has to be very close or win it <clears throat> at least be, be very close or win MVP. Now, if he can't win it because right. he doesn't have the amount of games to play, it should look like, damn, if he did, he would have. Right. 
And that okay. brings him into the elite category for well, me. That's not even about being a no. That's see, this is past elite. People have to understand this is past elite. There's elite players that don't command trades like that. Okay. This is past elite. You're expecting Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Okay. It's the most elite quarterback in the league. Okay. Okay. And won a Super Bowl. He has got a trade as if he is the most elite quarterback talent in the league. I expect him to come in and win MVP, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I got you. Okay, so now, Paul, how do you feel? You know, how do you feel, Paul? Here's the thing. And I hate to say this, but I get this big fucking question mark in my heart on this one. Because I, I do have a large part of me that wants the face of my franchise to be an upstanding, admirable person. And I'm not convinced that's who Deshaun Watson is. I'm not convinced it's not who he is. I'm certainly willing to give the benefit of the doubt, but I do believe that the terms of the trade that the Browns made and the subsequent contract they offered to Deshaun go way beyond... um, a benefit of a doubt. I do, however, trust Andrew Barry. Okay. I trust him in doing what's best for the team. Now that having been said is what's best for the Browns as a team. What's best for society as a whole, what's best for the moral, moral character and fiber of the people involved in the team. And again, let's look to the owner of this team and understand that if you want a guy with controversy, you know, Jimmy Haslam is in the top. He's in the top 15. Right. He's, he's an above average controversial guy. Okay. Right. Um, and, but, the, but, but again, I think the foil to Jimmy Haslam is D Haslam. And right. Deshaun Watson has managed to pass muster with D. Now, again, my assessment of D Haslam is that she's the person that keeps Jimmy even keel and keeps him from being an outright criminal. Okay. Because without D he would be okay. He'd be another Trump with a Southern accent. Well, and off of what you're saying, off of what you're saying, I'm just saying, you know, the whole thing with the women thing, and I'm not saying Uh like you're saying that this makes America and our society right now look good about the way we do things. Okay. Right. That this is happening. Okay. But in the same sense, those people that are activists for women, women's rights and are like, this is ridiculous that he's getting paid like this after this happened. You know what I mean? Okay. They have a point. Yes, they have a point, but there is a woman over in Russia right now. Mm. Okay. Uh Who is at the face of her league. She's Uh top. Okay, and she's sitting over there, and um, we can't get her back. You know what I mean, Brittany Griner, CBD, yes, and for CBD. Okay, so like, would now if it was LeBron James over there, somebody else, right? What kind of fuss would be being made over the fact? By the way, okay, she is by the way one of the faces of her league. Yeah, if it really happened. Is this a propaganda trick? If it really happened, I I think she had vape sticks, dude. I really do. Uh, okay. I, don't I, I really do. I mean, Brittany Griner hasn't come say, out and denied it. I'll say that. Yeah, I could look at her and see. Okay, strong possibility she had vape sticks. But okay, that's not the point, though. If it was a 
<clears throat> famous basketball, men's basketball player. It'd be all over the news. It'd be okay. ridiculous. You now, couldn't stop it. I'd like to make two points based on those comments, Jeff. Okay, one, just on the on the rewarding Deshaun Watson, given his current <clears throat> situation, I find it deplorable, and I'm going to echo the words of Chris Broussard on this. We were rewarding this guy, giving him the unprecedented $230 million guaranteed contract money, and Colin Kaepernick still can't get a job. In this right. League. This is true. That speaks okay. volumes. Now, well, and now, what else? now, hold on, hold on. And now on the Brittany Griner thing. Okay. Um, why? See, could we all know why she was there? Because during the right. WNBA offseason, they make really good money playing in this Russian league. Okay. Right. But the right. truth is, the WNBA ought to be playing their athletes in such a way that they don't have to do that. <laughs> Now, there's another convoluted thing, though. Here's my problem with that. It's not that I don't think they should, okay? But in the same same sense, the people who have argued for years that why don't they get paid more, women watch the WNBA then, please. Yeah. Okay, I mean, uh, just honestly. I'm I'm not trying to it's it's not trying to be a slight yeah, on I'm not certain, trying to be funny here, but you know, maybe if you watched the shit. Watch it. Yeah. It, I mean really watch it. Just pick a favorite yeah, team. In other words, at least, at least in the NCAA, you've got Title Nine, which makes it fair and equitable. You take this big pot of money drawn in by football and you divide it across and you make women's sports viable. Right. No there are more obligation women. for a commercial league that is successful to share their money over to the women's league. Right. And the, the bigger point, too, is there's more women in the U.S. than men. OK, when there's more women than men and then it's a women's league and then there's women's cr- women crying that they're not getting paid as much and they should. There's got to be a little bit of a breaking point. I could see them pulling money over from the men's if they at least got enough to where it was half as profitable. Okay, it's not even half. Okay, you're just not getting anybody to watch. There has they got to get more pull from women watching the league before you can start pulling money over from the men's to supplement. Okay, and on those and on all of those notes, it's time, boys, to get the heck on out of Dodge. So we always do that. We walk out on the bed the same way we walk in. Right. So if you've been listening to this podcast, remember, there's more to come before the draft. We will get back together at least one time before the NFL draft and probably with more news about the wheelings and dealings of Andrew Barry, general manager of the Cleveland Browns. <coughs> yeah. Time, the in-between time. And until it's that time, this is Paul, Hugh, and Jeff for TBF, a Browns fans podcast saying we're out. Basement Tapes Productions. Yeah.